This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Praise God. We are on a series um, this month, and the title of it is Born to Win. And, uh, you know, uh, I've had some losses in my life. Has anybody ever had any losses? Anybody ever lost anything? And, uh, but you know what? Even though we can lose something, God can help us recover it. I remember I lost a wallet. And, uh, and I prayed. And I, said, and I said, Lord, I'm believing for that wallet. I call that wallet back into my possession. And I just thank you, Lord, that I have my wallet. Now, now my wallet, you know, did not show up in a week. It did not show up in two weeks. It showed up like three years later. Somebody called me and said, we found your wallet in the woods three years later. Amen. So, so just because there's, you know, a, a little delay doesn't mean it's a denial. So I didn't really need the wallet at that time because I had a new wallet after three years. Um, but uh, I got it back. So what, what is God? What, what, what's this whole series about? It's about really coming back, bringing man back into his rightful place of authority in Christ. And so religion will tell you that, you know, there's no more miracles. You got no power. Um, God has everything under control. Have you ever heard that? God has everything. Don't worry about it. God's got it. And I understand that. And I understand that God, in a sense, he does have things in control, but that's one sense, but in the other sense, he has given control to us. Oh, I'm preaching today. In other words, he's given us the power to do something. If, if God could do it without us, you know, um, intervening, um, then why pray? Is that just a religious exercise? You know, just to pray. Some people just pray, but they don't expect anything. Some, you, know, you got religions praying all the time, but they're not believing God for anything. They're just, it's, 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 it's a religious ritual. Prayer can turn into a religious ritual. So today I'm going to talk to you about winning in prayer, prayer power. And, I, and you know, I, I don't know about you, but I want to I wanna win in prayer. Amen. You know, the only thing that the disciples asked Jesus was, you know, how to pray. Because they see Jesus and uh, going off, and you'll find that Jesus very rarely or at all prayed with his disciples. You'll find that Jesus took time and he went into a secluded place and he prayed by himself. Amen. And he and so prayer is a personal thing. Now, I'm not saying you can't pray for people because we're going to talk about, yes, we can pray for people, but we should be developing, prayer should be something not only in petitioning God for things, but developing our relationship with God. Some say, well, and I say this, and the Bible says this, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word, but also faith comes by knowing. Oh, I'm preaching today. In other words, when you hear somebody say, they know God, have you ever heard that? Oh, they know God. Glory to God. Yeah. Oh, you hear that? They, they, you know they get a hold of God. You know they got, there's something about them that has a connection with God. 
And, and I'm going to say this. Sunday morning should not be your only God time. Oh, I'm preaching today. I'm preaching. Oh, pastor, this is my God time. You know, 60 minutes. I've had people time this service. And if I wasn't closed down in 60 minutes, they walk out. <laughs> they actually walk out of the service. Because it's, it's, God time's only 60 minutes on Sunday morning. Well, uh, I, I hope that's not us. I, uh, hopefully I can go two hours today. I'm kidding. I'm not going to go two hours because your cup will be full after about 30 minutes. Amen. Because we're in a microwave society. We want it all now, quick. You know, we have the TV dinners. We have the drive throughs We want it all. We want everything to be done in 30. You know, God, it, it's not that. It, it doesn't happen in, in God's time like that. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes there is a process Amen. in prayer. Sometimes there's a development. When we pray, we develop. We need to learn to develop who we are and who God is in prayer. Amen? Amen. So, so today I'm, going to, I'm talking to you about winning in prayer, prayer power. And, uh, and that you, can, you, know, you can pray wrong and you can pray right. And you say, how can you pray a prayer wrong? You can pray, Lord, heal that person if it be thy will. That's a wrong prayer. Whenever you put, if, it, if, you, if you already know what the will of God is, in the, the, see, the Bible is God's will to us. The Bible is God speaking to us. So if you want to know what God's will is, then you just need to know what God's word is. If you know what his word says, then you know what his will is for you, right? And so if God's word says, by Jesus' stripes, you're healed, and if God's word says believers can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover the great commission to the church, to us, then to put, Lord, heal them if it be thy will, that's a badge of doubt on the end of that prayer. You never want anybody praying with you, praying for you that, that, that doesn't know the will of God. Amen. It's like that one preacher. Uh, it was Kenneth Hagin. He was dying. Uh, he was 16, dying of a blood a disorder and a, a, and a deformed heart. He was born, born as a preemie baby. And, um, and he had all these medical situations. And he read in the Bible that you can call elders to come to you and pray and anoint you with oil. And the prayer of faith will save the sick or heal the sick. Another word for heal and save, they're, they're synonymous. And, and so he, he called this one minister in. Hoping to get, get a prayer of faith, and he got a prayer of doubt. Lord, send him home quickly. Make it quick. You don't want that kind of, you don't want that kind of preacher praying for you. Especially if you want to live. You know, I mean, I mean, my God. Think about that. And so, and, and the preacher in his most pious voice, Lord God Almighty, you know, make, send him home quick and make it easy, you know. Do you, know, do you know ministers still pray that way? Do you know some ministers don't believe that God heals today and God does miracles today? They, they believe the miracle is excedrin, you know, or doctors. Some believe that way. But hopefully if you stay under my teaching and you stay under the truth, uh, it will bring you out of traditionalism. 
What is traditionalism? It's, you know, Jesus said it's because of the traditions of men uh, that the Pharisees were walking in these traditions that it makes the word of God of none effect. In other words, we can get traditional in our religion. And we can, we can, well, just because mama did it this way, I, no, you better do it the way Jesus does it. Amen. Well, mama prayed to, prayed to Mary. Well, you better, you better pray to the Father in Jesus' name. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying? Just because mama prayed to Mary, did, did she get her prayers answered? 50% of the time, you know. Well, I want my prayers answered a hundred, how many people want their prayers answered 100% of the time? Remember that movie, um, what was that movie where that guy became, uh, had God power? Uh, Bruce Almighty. Anybody ever seen Bruce Almighty? And then, you know, he started hearing all these prayers. And then he finally said yes to all these prayers. People wanted to win the lottery. Anybody remember that? And then, and then they won one dollar in the lottery because everybody won the lottery. They had to split it up for a hundred million people. You hear what I'm saying? And, uh, but, but God, listen, I'm going to say this to you today. God delights in answering your prayers. Oh, oh man, that's, that's, that's a statement right there. You could tweet that. God delights. Listen to me. God, you can tweet that on your, on your Twitter. You can, take the, you, can, you can take that for yourself. God delights in answering your prayers. God is not there to see how many hoops you can jump through, how many mountains you can climb, to get your prayers answered. He's not trying to put you through a, a bunch of obstacle courses to get your prayer answered. Most, some people think that way. Well, maybe I need to go, go, go to Mecca and go to the mountain and do all this and, and do all these things to get my... No, no, no. God delights in answering our prayer. So I'm talking to you today about uh, winning in prayer or prayer power. And I'm talking to you today that God wants us to win in life. And you are created to win. Like I said before in this series, we don't get up in the morning to lose. We, we don't play any game. If you ever play, anybody ever play any games in here? I like Stratego myself. I, I, I like, you know, playing checkers, you know, or uh, anybody ever play tennis? My wife and I, we want to get on the tennis court. And I think she keeps telling me, last time we were on a tennis course, well, years ago, she keeps saying, she used to play tennis in high school. She keeps telling me that she won the last time we played. And I don't think so. I don't remember her winning. But she said, I won the last time. I said, you sure about that? I said, let's get on the courts. Let's do this. Because when, when we get on the courts, she becomes Darth Vader. Are you hearing what I'm saying? In other words, I'm, I'm going to do everything I can. To win. And we should be doing everything we can, aside from sin, to win in this life. So I like what it says here in 1 John, because this is the series scripture. It says here in 1 John 5, 4 and 5. It says, for whatever is born of God, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So, so I'm going to say this today, and I've said this all through the series. If you're a believer in Jesus, you are a winner in God. Uh, if you're not a believer in Jesus, uh, you may be in a process of becoming a believer. 
you're, you're going to end up being a loser. I don't want to be a loser. I want to be a winner. I want to win the prize of heaven. I want to have streets of gold. I want to be, have that glorified body that Jesus has. Uh, you know, and that's a promise. I'm telling you, there's so many promises in the Word of God. The reason why I'm wearing my black and red, uh, the red stands for the blood of Jesus. And so the, the blood is, is the most powerful force in the universe. And the blood backs the promises of the Word of God like gold. Fort Knox is supposed to back our dollar. It doesn't back our dollar anymore. But, it, but gold used to back the dollar. I don't know, it, we used to be on the, the gold, they called it the gold scale, right? Now, now it's a promise, promissory note, amen? But what backs the, all the promises of God's word, what backs the promises is the blood of Jesus. We are in a covenant. In other words, you have rights. Ooh, man, somebody say, I have rights. Ooh, we got to get a revelation of that. We got some rights. And I'm going to say this, that ignorant Christians that don't know their rights, the devil's going to steal from you. He's going, to, he's going to steal, kill, and destroy our lives if we don't understand our rights. Amen. So in Revelation 1.6, and I'm piggybacking off my message from two weeks ago, and uh, talking to you that we are kings and priests unto our most high God. And this is Revelation 1.6, and it says here, and and. And God has made us kings and priests. Revelation 1, 6. God has made us kings and priests to his God and Father. To him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. So Jesus actually says that we are kings and that we are priests. Amen. And I, I, my, my last, you need to get that, that CD if you can or, or watch it online. I guess we're not doing CDs anymore, so you've got to watch that line. Uh, two, days, uh, two weeks ago, I explained that kings decree. Amen? Kings decree a thing. And I talked about the power of our words. And I talked about the power of lining our, our words up with God's words. And I talked about the power of, of speaking God's words out of our mouths. And I talked to you about how, how God's system works and how angels will beckon, Psalms 103, verse 20, at the hearken to the voice of God's word. Yeah. Amen. And so guess what? When you're speaking God's promises out of your mouth, angels go on assignment. Yeah. Ooh, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Um, that's powerful. Yeah. So, you, so now you're thinking, I better get busy talking, speaking the word of God. Amen. Especially if you're going through a deficit in your finances, you better be saying, my God supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. And so, so we need to be confessing some things. You know, I, I like to, you know, when you're in prayer, confess some of the Psalms. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not lack for any good thing. It is written. Remember Jesus would say to the devil when the devil would tempt him in the wilderness, it is written. Right? So Jesus would speak the word back to the devil. So what are we supposed to do? Speak the word back to our circumstances. Because circumstances will speak to us. Our bodies will speak to us. Pain. Can you feel it? Hurt. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 
And so we, we, we see that in the scriptures. So, so we are actually called priests, and, and, and we're New Testament priests. We know in the Old Testament that God raised up a priesthood. And we know that, that there was the, the, the priesthood that was raised up. And the priests were designed to, to receive sacrifices uh, from the people for their sins. The people would have, they would sin and they would bring an animal and, 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 and the animal uh, blood would be sacrificed and that blood would cover their sin. Ooh, thank God that we don't have to do that today. I'm telling you, it'd be a messy church. If you had to bring in a lamb, pastor, I screwed up this week. Here's my lamb. Blood going everywhere. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm glad. I know you guys are like, oh, my Lord, Jesus. I mean, you can imagine that. But thank God that we don't have to do that. Thank God I'm not wrapped up into Judaism. Amen. Judaism, you know, the, the Christianity came out of Judaism. Right? And so, so thank God. Thank God that, that, that Jesus is the last Adam and he's the Lamb of God. And he's the final sacrifice. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you? That's good news today. That means you don't have to bring an animal. <laughs> Glory to God. That means that we can rely on the blood of Jesus. Amen. Can I get a witness in the house today? Amen. So, 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 so we know that the, that the, the priests, and then once a year what they would do is they would go in to the Holy of Holies. And a priest would go into Holy Folies and they would present a sacrifice for the entire nation. Amen. And really that sacrifice was designed to keep judgment from coming on the nation and to bring blessing into the nation. So I'm going to say this. Our prayers is designed to, to protect us from judgment and to bring God's mercy into this earth realm. Can I say that again? Because see... Uh, See, see, God's, God is a just God. He's a merciful God and he's a just God. And just by right of uh, being a just, he's a just judge. And justice is part of his kingdom. It's throne. It's righteousness, justice, mercy, and truth. And these are the four pillars of God's kingdom. So, so by default, God has to judge. He has to. He has to be, if he's good, he has to judge right and wrong. And so judgment uh, can be averted by praying. In other words, we can bring the power of God's mercy. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? We can bring the power of God's grace. Can 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 you hear what I'm saying today? We can bring the power of God. Because God wants mercy in this place. The Bible says he doesn't want to judge anybody. You know, God doesn't want to judge anybody. The Bible says that God doesn't even like like people going to hell. It doesn't excite God that people go to hell. Like, oh, glory to God, another one bites the dust. That's not God's attitude. That is not God's attitude. He wants everybody to be saved. People will bite the dust. People will go to hell. Why? Because they have a free will. Amen. And so we got to get a revelation that God is a good God and he doesn't want to judge. So, so we have to come in to the place. John Wesley was a great revivalist that raised up churches all over England and all over the U.S. And he was amazing. And, and, and you've heard of the Methodist church, right? And, uh, and so he raised up all these churches and he was a, he was a man of prayer 
And uh, he came to the conclusion in his life. This guy was an amazing guy. He was a revivalist. I mean, he, he brought revival into England and, and the U.S. And, and uh, God used him mightily. Uh, he would be preaching at times and people would fall down under the power of God. And, uh, and then they said, is that God or the devil? And he said, well, let's just wait until they get up and see what they say. <laughs> if they get up cursing, then it's probably the devil. If they get up praising, then it was God. And they would get up praising, glorifying God. That was God. If they get up cursing, then you know, you know what's going on. Amen. And so, but he came to a conclusion, and this man was an amazing uh, guy that was raised up by God. And he said, it seems as if God can't do anything unless somebody prays. It seems as if God's hands are tied unless we get God involved. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So, so we, need a, we, we need to look at this scripture right here because I believe this scripture bears that out. In Ezekiel twenty two thirty. this is uh, God speaking through Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a, a prophet of God and, and, and he was the mouthpiece of God and he wrote this and the people were doing a lot of down and dirty things. They were doing some bad things. And, and, and because God's just, he has to judge. Like I said, what happens is the devil will, will say, God, you need to judge this situation. They're doing wrong. So the devil is, you know, the de- another word for the devil, he's accuser of the brethren. So the devil will come up to God and say, God, you got to judge this person because they're not walking right. You judged me. You know what I'm saying? So, so you got to judge them because they're not repenting, right? And so, and so once, it, once the cup gets full, the cup of iniquity gets full, God has to judge. Hello. Hello. And, but it could be half full in your life and you could repent. And then that cup goes all the way down to zero. <laughs> Is that amazing? In other words, you repent, then what, guess what happens? It's as if you've never done it. Because when you repent, God doesn't remember your sins. It's thrown from the, as, east, as far as the east is from the west. He doesn't remember it anymore, so you don't bring it back up. Why? Because God's going to do everything he can to walk with his man. And he doesn't want sin to separate us from him. Put a breach between it. So in Ezekiel 22, they were doing some, some bad things. And it says here, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Think about this. So, so God, in God's justice, he has to judge sin. Say, Why does he have to? Be, because, you know, if you're good, you have to stand on truth. And if you stand on truth... Then, then, then sin need to be judged. Amen. It has to be judged. Uh, and, and, and if you're on the side, on the side of, of righteousness, then you're also judged for walking in righteousness. Remember what the Bible says, that Jesus will come back and he, his reward is with those. And the Bible says uh, to do to those what they've done in this earth. So, 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 we're, so judgment is we get what, what we deserve. Oh, got it? But, but, what, but also we, 
when God judges the world, they get what they deserve. But when we're walking with God, we get what we deserve, all the promises of God. Because this book is a legal document. And if you understand, it's not just a book of, of good stories, right? Uh, of stories just to encourage us. And they are about that. But, but it's, a, it's a legal document. Amen? Uh, like our Constitution. And this is a legal document. If we understand that God operates on legalities. And when he operates on these legalities, then when we're praying the right way, we're going to see God move. Amen. And so if there's problems happening in our city and things are being uh, overridden, then what we, you, God's not going to step in until somebody prays. He's waiting. Sometimes we say, sometimes we say, God, I'm waiting on you. And, and, and God will come back. I'm waiting on you. God, won't you do something with all this stuff going on in this city? Why don't you do something with the prostitution and all this stuff? Why don't you? And God's turning back. Why don't you do something? I've given you some power. What? I've given you some power. Maybe the reason why you're so upset about it is because you're called to do something about it. Oh. And you're waiting around for the pastor to do it. I have sometimes, you know, I mean, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Hallelujah. So what we need to do is go with 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people are called by my name and humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sin, and I'll heal the land. Our land needs to be healed. Marriages need to be healed. Our relationships need to be healed. Our, our, our nation needs a healing, glory to God. So, so what are these keys? We need to humble ourselves. We need to put ourselves, in other words, remember what it says in Ezekiel? God trying to look for somebody to stand in the gap or somebody to pray. We need to be, make ourselves available. Sometimes we're way too busy to pray. Oh my gosh. Think about this. When the disciples asked Jesus, Teach us to pray. Why did they do that? Well, Jesus would spend hours praying. And then Jesus would say, guys, let's go. And then all of a sudden he will see a blind man. He would spit, put mud, uh, you know, put a mud in, uh, in his hands and he would rub it on the blind man's eyes and the, and the man would go wash and he would see. He, he would, he would, he, somebody would be carrying a coffin. He would touch the coffin and the person would pop up. You know, his prayers were being instantly like, Bam, 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 bam. And then the disciples tried to pray for somebody to cast out a demon, and they couldn't even do it. And sometimes, if you, if, I really believe this, uh, that, that when you spend quality, quality time with God, and in the presence of God, you will have his power. So it may take him four hours so, to pray, but it takes him minutes for answered prayer. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, things happen quick. Things happen quick. I remember, and uh, you guys heard this story before, but I remember I was, late, I was at church, and I was a newbie. I was green. This was a few years back. And um, thank God I'm getting better looking. Amen. And, uh, and uh, God's really helped me out. Amen. And, um, and so I was at church. It was on a Tuesday night. I was late, and my phone rings. And the lady says, 
uh, talks to me and he says, can you cast out a demon? I mean, what would you say to her? And I said, what? She says, yeah, I'm having demonic problems. And I said, well, the Catholic church down there, I think they, they can help you. No. Uh, <laughs> they, got, they got holy water over there. They might be able to do something for you. Put in a squirt gun and shoot, shoot you with it. You know, I think that's off a movie or something. But any uh, vampires. But um, anybody ever seen that movie? Okay. And, and uh, holy water. And uh, so I said to her, I said, you know, why don't you come out to church tomorrow and we'll see what God can do. And, uh, and so I was a little nervous. I was a newbie. I'm, oh, my God, this lady's going to come in and her head's going to be turned around, you know, like Carrie, you know, what, what's that movie, you know? I hate you, I hate you, I hate, you know? <laughs> what was that? What's that movie? The Exorcist, Exorcist. And all the priests are trying to do something, they're trembling. Ah! You know what I'm talking about? They're getting all freaked out. <laughs> they're running like cowards. Amen. Right, we can't do anything. And... Uh, that's when you don't know who you are in Christ, man. You're going to be running from the devil. You're not going to be chasing after him. You're going to be running from him. I've been running all week. And the devil's been chasing me, right? And, uh, and so I said, okay. Uh, I was a little nervous, so I, start, I fasted all day. I didn't eat anything. And I, because I read that, that scripture when the disciples really couldn't do anything with the demon-possessed boy. And Jesus said, well, that kind comes out through prayer and fasting. I said, man, maybe I need to fast today because I don't know what, I'm, what, kind of, what I'm going to be encountering. So I fasted and, and read the word all day. I, I put on worship music, praise God all day. And I mean, I'm telling you, it was a holy day. And, you know, uh, the fear left me. You know, because I was a little nervous. The fear left me. And all of a sudden, I, all I can explain it, I was in this aggressive peace. I'm talking, it was such a heavenly peace, peace that I, and I've taken drugs before, man. I mean, I've, I've, I, you, you know, I, I've, I've, I've done some things in my past. I'm not proud of it. Amen. I was an experimental guy. Amen. Anybody know what I'm talking? Any experimental people out there? I've. I've experimented, amen? Just wanted, I never sniffed glue or anything like that. That's stupid. But, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, just, you know what I'm talking about. You know, the, 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 the drugs that they make legal in some states. Amen. I, I won't go any further than that. And, uh, but I, and, and, you know, they're okay. But nothing compares to God. There's no high like the most high. Amen. And nothing compares to this grace high of peace and I was, like, I was walking out. I mean, I walked in. I felt like I was floating. I was just like, ooh, I mean, I was in this zone of peace. And I'm like, I'm like, ooh, man, I just felt this peace. And when I ministered, I ministered in such peace. I remember I ministered on the love of God that night. And then there was a lady. And I wasn't just sure if the lady was going to show up or if it was a prank call. But I was ready. And the lady showed up with her, with her daughter. And she said, I'm the lady that called it. Oh, praise the Lord. And so I walked up to that um, the lady came up and I just said to the lady, uh, she said, I'm dealing with some stuff. I said, OK. I said, in Jesus, that's all I said, in Jesus name. I said real easy. I say, I didn't say in the name of Jesus, you're crazy devil. Get out of her. You know, ushers, come on. You know, I didn't shake her to pieces. Or I just said, in the name of Jesus, real sweet, in the name of Jesus, you know, I take authority over this spirit and command to come out. And I'm telling you, before I even finish my sentence, the power of God hit her. I know you may say, I don't believe that. You come up here today. 
I, I, God will say something to you. And, and, and the power of God hit her, and she hit the ground. We had our ushers, and cap caught her, and she started shaking. God was shaking the devil right out of her. And her daughter said, is she all right? You know, her daughter was a little freaked out because she never seen any. Because, see, the problem is with church a lot of times, you, some people never see the power of God. And when you don't see the power of God in operation, you just hear God a good, good messages, but you don't see the power. You don't think God has any power. But God has power. He wants to demonstrate that power. And so, and so again, she started shaking. I said, and, and she said, is she all right? Is she all right? She probably, you know, I said, she's fine. God's work doing some surgery right now. And when she got up, she got up smiling. And she was totally delivered. Are you hearing? Can Christians have a devil? I'm going to say this. Some, some theologians will say, oh, if you got the Holy Spirit in you, you can't have the devil in you. Well, the devil can't be in your spirit, but he can take residence in your body. He can try to take authority over parts of your personality. The devil can operate through Christians. Hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And I like what one person said. Can, can a Christian have a devil? The Christian can have anything he wants. If you want to buddy up with the devil, you can buddy up with the devil. But, but you know, it's, 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 you're going to be paying hell later. Amen? And so we, we have to see this, that, that, uh, that, that, that as we spend time with God... Uh, and we spend time in his presence that will evoke to the power of God to operate in our lives. Amen. And so we have to realize that. So 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 why does God tie himself to our prayers? Because it's a legal system that God has set up. God has set up a legal system. I talked to you about this in Genesis, the original mandate of man. The original mandate of man was, was in uh, Genesis 1.28. Shall I remind you? Uh, God blessed mankind and God said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. So, so God blessed mankind. Adam, before he sinned, had total authority on this earth. He had total power over all the animals. The lions could not eat them. Remember he was naming the, God gave him the power to name the animals. And, oh, there's a lion. You think he was nervous about the lion or the tiger? No, he had power over them. He could tell them what to do. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying too? He had the power. Well, well, you got you to ask him. Well, well, how did he lose that power? Through sin, right? Uh, original uh, sin, uh, man's kind sin, eating the fruit, right? So when, when man sinned, what he did was he bowed his knee to Satan. And he gave his spiritual authority over to Satan. That's why the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world. Do you think God's running the news? Do you think God's behind the news? Do you think God's behind all the movies and, uh, and, and all that out there? Now, there's some movies, Christian movies, thank God. God's, you know, move. But, but do you think God is, is, the Bible says that the devil is the prince of the power of the air. Well, what does that mean? Well, well, isn't it airwaves? Isn't the TV come through airwaves, the radio through airwaves? Right? So who's the power, prince, the power of, of the air? The devil. So is God actually running this planet? No, the devil's running it. That's why it's all messed up. 
God's running heaven, but God wants us to come in, and he wants us to take our authority under him, and he wants us to start taking land and taking authority in our realm. And you start with it in your families, and you start with it, uh, and you start spreading out in your community, in your neighborhood. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Glory to God. And so, so, so God legally binds himself to mankind. In other words, it would be illegal for God to come down here and do a bunch of stuff, miracles, because, it, because God said it's man that has the authority. That's why Jesus had to be born. That's why Jesus had to come through a woman. That's why Jesus had to, Jesus, Jesus couldn't come down here just presto, you know, he's a man, he comes down, you know. He could have, but it would have been illegal. So he came through the natural way. He had to come through a, a woman, be born of a woman, and now that gave Jesus access and authority to judge and to do justice in this realm. That's the reason why when Jesus went around casting devils out, they said, hey, wait a second, that's illegal. The devils would say that to him. That's not fair. Did you come to torment us before the time? No, that's, you know, but they didn't understand the authority that God has given man. And so Jesus was walking in his full authority. So why did Jesus come? So we can walk in our full authority. Oh, man, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? In other words, in other words, things shouldn't be controlling us. Oh, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Like I said one time, coffee should not be controlling you. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I drink, I'm a coffee drinker. Amen. Is that all good? Amen. It, it's, the, it's, the, it's, it's, it's the socially acceptable vice. Amen. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can I get an amen? How many coffee drinkers do I have in the house today? All these addicted people. How many people need prayer? Amen. We'll go. <laughs> so, so, so the principle of uh, prayer right here. Seven principles of prayer. Prayer is the legal authority to dominate earth. Uh, to dominate earth was given only to mankind. God did not include himself in the legal authority structure of the earth. Number three, man became the legal steward of the earthly domain. Number four, only spirits and physical bodies have legal access on this earth. Any spirit without a body is illegal on this earth. Amen. Any supernatural influence on this earth is only legal through a human. Amen. You know, I, um, so God has to use a human being. Do you know the devil has to use people to get his will done on this earth? Do you know there's people that worship the devil? Do you know that they ha- they, there are some people that are, are priests uh, uh, in, in, in the satanic priests, yeah. do you know that they use their authority to curse people? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that they work with the devil to curse cities and to curse people and all that? Yeah. Why? And the devil has to use them. The devil can't operate independent either. That's right. right? So the devil can't, he has to have a body to work through. Yeah. Hitler. Right. The devil worked through Hitler really well. Yeah. Hitler probably could have been one. If Hitler's probably... See, see, God has given all of us... We're all called to do something great in the kingdom of God. Thank you. Purpose. And, and Hitler, if he, if he was turned on to Jesus, he probably would have been one of the greatest evangelists ever risen up. 
He, he, he had the ability to move crowds of people. But the devil was able to use his gifting to, instead of to save a lot of people, just destroy a lot of people. Oh, you hear what I'm saying to you today? So the devil has to use a body. He can't do it. Are you listening to what I'm saying? He can't do it on his own. He has to use people because people have authority in this realm. Are you getting it today? Glory to God. Amen. If you read John 10, Jesus explains that. That a thief comes through a different doorway, but the only doorway, Jesus came through the right doorway, through, a, through the womb, uh, womb of the woman. Amen? And so we see that. That's why, that's why Jesus said we got to be born again. That's why Jesus said you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. And when you're born again, you become a citizen. And when you become a citizen, you have rights. And when you're born again and you receive Jesus, now, now you're translated out of the kingdom of darkness. You're translated into the kingdom of light. Now you have authority. Oh, you're listening to what I'm saying to you today. You're tra- in other words, the devil has no power over you. But what we give him. You, you know the saying, you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Don't give, don't give him even an inch because he'll take a mile. He'll keep moving a little bit more in your life, a little bit more in your life until he's totally dominating your life. Can the devil dominate a Christian? Yes. A de- devils are dominating Christians all the time. Not exceed life people because we're dominating the devil. But there's lots of Christians being dominated by the devil. Isn't that right? They're buying into the lie. What they do is these Christians, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. The Bible says there are people that have a, they, oh yeah, they, they have the right lingo. They, they know a couple of scriptures, but they don't truly believe. When, when, when all the pressures of life come, they run. When pressure comes, they take off. They don't stand their ground. They say, I'm out of here. It's too hot in the kitchen. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yeah, you better learn to stand. If you're going to get anything in this life, you better learn to stand and keep standing. You better learn it, man. You, glory to God. You better learn to persist in prayer. Gosh, I'm going to take another hour here. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to have to close this down and, and do this and finish this up next week. Luke 18, 1 and 8. Let's look at this real quick. And I'm going to try to close this down. I'm going to try to button this up. Amen. Luke 18, 1, 8. This is Jesus. And we've got to look at this. Jesus is talking about the power of persistent prayer. He says it in, in, in two parables. This is one. And he says that, that he says, then he spoke a parable to them. Talking about Jesus. Luke 18, 1 through 8. That men always ought to pray and not lose heart. So Jesus said, you ought to always pray and not lose heart or not give up. Always pray and not lose heart. Not get discouraged. Anybody ever been discouraged? Anybody not seeing their prayers answered like they think they should be? Uh, you know, like, oh my gosh, why, isn't they, why are things getting worse? A lot of times they get worse before they get better. 
Why? Because the devil's now trying to put pressure on you to give up, to throw in the towel, to relax your hold. Right? So, so he says here um, uh, uh, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, faint, give up. Amen? There, then, he, then he talks about it. There was a certain city, a judge who did not fear God, nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, Get justice for me, for my adversary. And he, and he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God, nor regard man, yet because of this widow troubles me, I will venture, lest by her continual coming she weary me. And the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, through he bears long with them. I tell you that, he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? So we see here that, you know, this, this unjust judge, Jesus is not saying God is an unjust judge. He's not comparing this unjust judge to God. Because we know that God is a just judge. But what Jesus is saying, he's saying because of legalities. And because of how, how the legal system is set up, like it doesn't matter uh, how, uh, uh, you know, how heaven thinks about you. It, what matters is this legal document. Are you standing on it? And so what he's saying was he was saying now he was saying that this widow is the lowest person in the economical society. In other words, she's the lowest man on the pole. She's a widow. She doesn't have much for, to say. She doesn't normally, have, widows don't have money. They're, 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 they don't have much. In other words, Jesus is saying, even the lowest person in the kingdom of God, if they know how to operate in faith, they're going to get their blessing. So here he's saying the unjust judge, even if an unjust judge will, will uh, appear to uh, uh, legal, legalities and legal systems of that day and grant her request, how much would a heavenly father that loves us, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? How much does a heavenly father who loves us, when we stand on his word, will be willing to grant us our petitions in prayer? How much more? What's the key to, to answer prayer? Confidence. Confidence. You've got to have confidence in God. The Bible says if you have confidence uh, in God, you know you have confidence in the blood of Jesus. You have confidence in the forgiving power of God. You have confidence in the fact that you're in right standing because of the blood. You have confidence that God hears your prayers. If you have confidence, God hears your prayers. And if he hears your prayers, he will answer them. We need confidence. What is the devil trying to do? He's trying to take some confidence from us. What will sin do? It will pull confidence out of us. It will make us not believe. Mm, I don't know if God's really for me because I got some areas in my life I haven't buttoned up yet. And, you know, and so we, we lose a little confidence. When you, you know, Joyce Meyer says, you know, she says, listen, Joyce Meyer said, if, you know, my ability to minister to thousands totally depends on my confidence in God. If I lose my confidence, I lose my anointing. Glory, hallelujah. Ooh, 
Ooh, man, I feel the anointing on. Why? What's the devil after? Your confidence. Remember that man? Oh, man, I got to close this up. Gosh, it's just getting, keeps getting better and better. Remember that man that, that, that there was, there was uh, this guy that was uh, an invalid. She, he, was, he, was, he was bedfast, and, and, um, and Jesus was having a, a, a meeting. I believe it was Jesus' house. Uh, he was in that place, and, and, um, and, and, and the, the house was full of people. And the four friends said, we can't get in here. Let's get up on the roof, tear off the roof, and drop our friend down. Anybody remember that story? And so, and so the, the, the friends picked this man. It took some faith. And they tore off the roof. Can you imagine Jesus preaching? All of a sudden, all this dust is flying out, you know. And, uh, and, uh, and they're ripping up his roof, right? My Lord Jesus. That, you, that's getting serious. You know it's going to get serious in XC Life Church when they're trying to come in this church through the roof. Amen. It's going to happen, Lord. I hope not. No. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and, so, and, so, and so they drop this man down, right? And they want this man healed. And the first thing Jesus says to this man is, Son, your sins are forgiven. Why would Jesus say, Son, your sins are forgiven? Because he had to give confidence into that man. He had to bring to a place that man, that man was, was blaming his past for his future. He was blaming what he did yesterday for the problem he has today. We tend to do that too. We tend to, oh man, because I didn't live my life right last week or two weeks ago because I haven't prayed enough, because I haven't done this enough. And we, regula- we, we re- relegate our, our, our past performance on God's present promise. Ooh, man. I was praying the other day and I was in God's presence and the Holy Spirit told me, you got no past. I said, what? He said, it's, it's not even, it never even existed. Everything you used to do is not even there anymore. What? I was like, woo, glory. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, your, your missus can't hold you back. Why? Because the blood of Jesus has the power to wash it away. Not just cover it, but to wash it away. And his blood has the power to put you in a position of authority. Think about that. Your past can't hold you back from the present promise of God for your life. Stop. Stop. Stop it. Stop reminiscing about the past. Praise God. It's in the past. Faith is in the now. Where are you at now in God? Well, you may have been really bad yesterday, but thank God you're now. Your faith is in the now. Amen. So, so we see here that she, that, that she got it. Amen. So, so let me button this up by giving you the keys. And I, I'm going to make this quick because I'm, I'm, I'm on the edge. Keys to the kingdom, Matthew 16, 19. Gosh, man. Praise God. Amen. I just want, I have so much in me. I want to get it out to you so quick. Amen. I'm trying to download it in you. Amen. If I could just download it. Amen. So, so here, Matthew 16, 19, this is the keys of the kingdom. In Matthew 16, 19, this is Jesus. He says, now this is right after uh, he was with his disciples and, 
And, and, and Jesus started asking the disciples, who do you say that I am? Right. And Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And say, some say you're this and some say you that. There's a lot of people that say who Jesus is. Amen. I was talking to this one person and, 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 and they were not a Christian and they were of another uh, religion. And they said, oh, yeah, we believe in Jesus, too. You know, and you know, I was talking about God and Abraham and they believe in Abraham and the covenant and all that. Uh, but they're not a Christian. And uh, I said, I said, yeah, I said. And, and but but even though they do believe in God, uh, the only access to God is Jesus. And you can't get access to God through Muhammad. Oh, I said it today. I, I said you can't get access through, to God through Buddha. You can't. Oh, you listen to what I'm saying. Here. Yes, they might have some good things in their religion. But you can't get the only access that we can have to God. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man can go to the Father but through me. And he said, all others are thieves and robbers that came before me and that comes after me. So there's no eternal life. You just have religion. But when you have Jesus, you have eternal life. You don't have religion. You have a walk-in relationship with God. God will reveal things to you. God will reveal who you are. God told me this week that he loved me. I said, wow, praise God. And it's not based on my performance, thank God, because my performance is not always up to par. Especially when I'm driving out there. It's not always up to par. I, I have... I have lost it sometimes. I have dropped some four-letter words every once in a while. Not out loud in front of people, but under my breath. You know, like Fred Flintstone. Rekka, frekka, rekka, frekka, rekka. Anybody ever used to watch the Flintstones? I love the Flintstones. And and Fred Flintstone would say under his breath, Rekka, frekka, rekka, rekka, frekka. So, I mean, if you're you're tempted to cuss, just pray in the spirit. (laughs) Just pray in tongues. Amen. So he says here, amen. Can the world drive you in that area? Come on, people. Let's get real. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Now, let me back this up. When Jesus was with his disciples, Jesus said, who do you say that I am? And then finally, Peter said, you are the son of God. And Jesus said, yes, Peter, you're right. And, and blessed are you because, men, uh, because flesh and blood did not re- reveal that to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And on this truth, uh, you know, the gates of hell shall not prevail against this truth. What truth is that? The truth that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is the Son of God. That Jesus is the only access to the Father. That Je- are you hearing what I'm saying today? That Jesus is not just some good prophet. If he's a good prophet, like some say, oh, he's a good prophet, he's a good teacher. Well, well, if he's a good prophet and he, and he said, I'm the only way, and they say Muhammad's the way, then, then Jesus must have been a liar. Then how could he be good? Hello. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Jesus wasn't a liar. He was either one person, he, Jesus was either a liar, a lunatic, or the savior of the world. Either he made up a bunch of stuff and he's not true or he's the savior of the world. And we know he is because he walked out of that grave on the third day. 
And over 500 people saw him. And his disciple died for that truth. Martyr deaths. Terrible deaths. And you don't die for a lie. They saw the risen Jesus. You say, how do you know that God, God is real? How do you know that God is really here? How can you really prove it? I can prove it out just by Israel being a nation. I can prove that out that, that, that Israel was not a nation until 1948. And the Bible says, because the Bible is a prophetic book that talks about events that will happen in the future. And the Bible says that the, that the Jews would be spread out all over the world and that God would bring them back. And he did back in 1948. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? How do you know there's a God? Just look at Israel. How many nations have come back together? Very few of none. I don't believe any that were dispersed like the Jews and was able to come back in their own land. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So I'm closing here. We have the power to bind. We have the power to loose. We have the power and the authority because, because number one, by right we were created as human beings. We have a body. And that gives us authority in this world. That's the reason why sinners, they have authority. They have a right to be here because they have a body. And they have, and, and they have rights to choose what they want to do in this life. Now, now they can do what, and, and sinners can do some good things. Amen. Now, you know, and, but, but they need to be doing some God things. And it's all about our heart. And when we get Jesus in our life and we get saved and, sal- and we have salvation, then we have access to all the promises and we become ambassadors of God. And when we become ambassadors of God, then see, see God reconciles us to himself. Reconciliation. So, so when you cons- consolidate something, you make many one. If you want to consolidate, consolidate your bills. You ever heard of that? Oh, you got, you got 10 credit cards. Well, you need to consolidate. So the bank will put all your credit cards into one bill, right? Well, we, we are consolidated to God. We're reconciled, right? And so we're reconciled to God. And then our mission is to reconcile other people. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? To God. Our mission is to say, God's not, you know, God's not angry with you anymore. In other words, God's grace is here. God is extending his hand of mercy. You don't have to be broke anymore. You don't have to be in sin anymore. You don't have to try to work for your salvation anymore. You can receive the free gift of grace. And you can receive it today. So let's bow our heads in prayer. And if you're there, here in the audience today or... Perhaps you're watching online and you have not made a, uh, a commitment to Jesus. You, you don't know if you died today where you would spend eternity. And, and if that's you today, you're, you're, you're uncertain. But you want to be certain that you're going to spend eternity in heaven. I just want to ask you to make a bold move. I want you to raise your hand. If that's you and if you're watching online, I want you to... To, 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 to make a decision today. And if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, just raise your hand just out of, out of saying, I want more of you, God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I think I saw that hand. Thank you very much. 
And I praise God. Now, I want you to pray this prayer. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, because it's the, it's the confession of our mouth and us believing in our heart that access us into the kingdom presence of God. And the, in Romans 10, 9, 10, the Apostle Paul says, if you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe he was raised from the dead, you shall be saved. So pray this simple prayer. You can pray it under your breath. You can pray it out loud. Say this and mean your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he was raised from the dead for my justification. So Jesus, I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with the fullness of your power with the fullness of your love, with the fullness of your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.